What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. You got Jones and Sully here to run through a whole bunch of MLB stuff as the off-season hot stove is just starting to heat up. Uh, but we already have a few dominoes that have fallen. The big, uh, but we already have a few dominoes that have fallen. The Bits and Astros uh, late last night. Camps and Astros uh, late last night. Can't was necessarily a huge surprise. Check we had the the Yankees, the Braves, the White Sox, the even the Tigers were floated. Uh, the even the Tigers were floated. Uh, there was a lot of. A lot of people out there that were vying for his services. A lot of, a lot of people out there that were vying for his services. And, and, and do you think it's a wise move from him, or should he have gone somewhere else? Do you think it's a wise move from him, or should he have gone? Uh, I think it's, I think it's a what wise move. Um, top two destinations for him, um, if I was him, would probably be the Yankees or the Astros. Um, does he have kids? I don't know. No, right? Because I was going to say, you might want to not relocate the kids at all um, if he has kids. Um, but, you know, he would have done great in New York. The kid Upton would have liked it and all that stuff. They're definitely would, you know, make them, I don't know, you know, they're not, not World Series contenders, but, you know, more at the forefront of, you know, you know, being more favorites, I guess, for the World Series being the Yankees. But, you know, the Astros are in a position if they can sign someone like Story or another really big free agent to go with Verlander. Um, and even if they don't, they're still going to be right in the thick of things, and if they do sign someone big, they're going to be a big favorite to go back to the World Series. So I I think it makes a lot of sense for him. If he wanted to be risky, I think a move like the going to the Angels would have been a good move. I think the Angels are a joke every year, but hey, if you want to go... Um, join Noah Syndergaard, and then you get Trout back healthy for now, and you got Otani, and then you get Rendon back healthy, you know, and you sign another mid-tier pitcher to go with Syndergaard and uh, and Verlander. They could they could be formidable in that in that situation. That could be a risky play where you're in a big market. Where I know he we know he wants to be in a big mar- market. Him and Kate, um, the Angels could have been a sneaky good team or a good fit for him. So I mean, they're never going to be the Dodgers, obviously, but. They could be extremely relevant in that case. Um, it would have been a little riskier move, but I they think gave him the I'm bag not too, too surprised at all. You know, that's where I thought he was going to come back. That's no joke. Um, so I mean, that's they did with a second year with an option on the second year. So you have to. Assume, I think, and they. I don't think they gave the exact number, but I saw that it was close to the second year. that figure. So figured one year the option brings the total to somewhere between two years 45 to 50 million i think is safe to assume i'm not sure if the exact numbers are out there since uh this morning when the last time i saw oh bryce mm-hmm. harper wins nl mvp just came through makes sense um but yeah i mean like we said last week i think we we're wow. gonna see a lot of these big name guys sign uh, sooner than we think, or definitely sooner than we're used to in past off seasons. Usually, that doesn't start; those dominoes don't start happening until the winter meetings, which are the first week of December usually. But the winter meetings start after the CBA expires this year, so unless they come mm-hmm. with a negotiation agreement in the next three weeks, which by all accounts is almost no chance of happening, um, we don't know. We're not going to get it, you know. So. I think we could see a lot of these guys sign early. Yeah. Um, 
I think we could see most of the top ten signed by the end of the month. Uh, we say, we even had a picture of, of Correa today spotted having lunch with A.J. Hinch. I don't know where, but there's photos circulating on the Internet of those two eating out together at some restaurant. So the Tigers are, are probably a viable option. They're probably one of the few teams that will pay him what he wants. I think or he's going to go there. I, I see him going there, I do. Reuniting yeah. with his old buddy, and uh, they're going to spend money. They're out of bankruptcy. I really do see... That is a and the Tigers were pretty good this year. People forget the definitely Tigers, better than expected. What was their record? Uh, their record they were they were in it for a while. They went seventy seven and eighty five. Not too shabby at all. I mean, they were a team Especially probably for a team that was projected to be one of the worst in baseball. Yeah, probably. Well, I don't know what their projections were, but it was definitely above below seventy or seventy two. Um, so, I think, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think they could definitely be competitive, and they could definitely. At least go 500, if not. Did they sign anyone else recently? I uh, don't think so yet. They're definitely going to be big buyers. And, uh, you know, they're they're if they sign, they're, they're the second best team in that division. The Royals don't need the pitching. The Twins are a mess right now. Uh, the Indians, you know, they're you know, all those teams are pretty much like their smaller markets. Cleveland, Kansas City, Minnesota, all of those guys can really be sellers. That whole division minus the White Sox, so they could be second best easily in that division, um, if they if they get Correa. So, you know, you know he's going to Detroit. So, you know, scum meets meets scum, I guess in that sense. But, um, you know, I I actually do like the fit for Correa in 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 Detroit. Yeah, uh, to me, I think it clear they you know the Yankees have kind of brushed off all of prevent them from signing him i mean he wants to beat lindor's contract and i just don't see the yankees giving him 342 million or more i don't i just i don't think that's a good contract for him you know i mean i don't think the lindor contract was good for the mets i mean it's it's very early to judge um i mean i I, i'm not worried about lindor at all really to be honest he really came along his war was still i think three something he still had a really nice year believe it or not um he had into some bad luck. His defense was really good. Um, I'm not worried about Lindor at all, to be honest. Uh, but obviously, when you have that type of year and it's such a long contract, you know, those long contracts in general, the last few years, are going to be not ideal. I don't think it was a great contract, like with the Mets situation, but I think it was almost necessary that we made a big splash. Yeah. So, not regretting it at all, really. But, and we gave up nothing. We gave up, like, we gave up, the. it's more than money. We gave up, we gave up, like, Jimenez. Who was nice, but gave up had like a, a shit year. We gave up Rosario, who had like a pretty crappy year too. Those are the main two guys and like a pretty good prospect. So, um, you know, we gave up really nothing in, in regards of personnel. So yeah, and got one of the best shortstops in the majors. Yeah. So, but three fifty. Yeah. But I mean, for when Korea, you're a team like no, Detroit or even out. Texas, like that's what you got to pay. You know, you're not you're not getting anyone on legacy. You're not and Detroit and neither of them are getting anyone on fit yeah. and situation right now. And I think I think it would be big for them because then you know other stars are going to start to consider them more. You know you need a star to build around. Um, you need a guy. You need a face. Even though even if he isn't like the best face or you know seen like a villain. You know he's leaving Houston to go to Detroit. You know it definitely makes other people think yeah. you know think twice about yeah. Detroit seriously. So um, so I think you know even if it is three thirty three forty, I still think it would net be a positive for Detroit. Um, 
You know, it would certainly get, be something for them to get, really get excited about. Even though they won 77 games this year, um, you know, there's not really, you know, a bunch of, you know, players you get so excited for, like, wow, he's a stud. So, um, yeah, I think I that's think, the I right move for them as well. Um, and they can make, they, can, they still have the money to make other moves after that. You know, I think uh, Detroit's a popular team when they're, when yeah. they're good, you know. They're the city like that's Detroit's a good sports town overall, you know they're at least dedicated. I mean the Lions seat fans every week and they're one of the worst franchises in all four major sports history. Could be the worst, honestly, in terms of team success. Um, but I guess moving on to the other two shortstops, Seager and Story. Uh, it's been kind of up in the air where they could end. I mean the Seager, obviously the Yankees. And Dodgers have been heavily reported as interested. Um, I guess some people are a little confused about the Dodgers bringing him back with Turner in the fold. But, I mean, they played Turner at second. I'm assuming they think he can do that or get better at that and do that moving forward. But they also have yeah. Gavin Lux if, if Seager leaves to play second and Turner can go back to his natural mm-hmm. short assuming they get a deal done with him. But Turner's not going to be cheap either. So are they going to re-sign Scherzer for $40 million, no, give Kershaw another $25, 30000000 million that he's going to command, and then give Seager $30 million a year and then have to do the same for Turner next year? They're going to have a you know, fucking $150 million a year infield. Yeah, no, well, you got to figure, too, I mean, you're not locking... Uh, the other Turner back, you know, down long-term. Uh, Muncy's, you know... Muncy's the type of player I feel like almost wouldn't command as much money as some would think, even though he is versatile and really good. Um, I feel like you could get him on a, on a somewhat friendly deal. But it would command a, a ton of money. Uh, I, I think that... I think they're still... To me, I see Seager as either Yankees or Dodgers. Um... You know, and at that point, I guess it's just preference. I don't think money will be an issue for either team, clearly. I think it's really preference where he wants to play. Does he want to be in New York or does he want to stay in L.A.? I think he'd thrive in both. He would do very good with the short right porch in New York. Um, you know, maybe he wants to change. Maybe, you know, I mean, obviously, I'm sure he loves his teammates. I'm sure he loves Dave Roberts. You know, I'm sure he loves everything about L.A. So it might be, you know, look, I can make – maybe I don't make 340. Maybe I take, you know – eight or nine, ten years, three hundred million or whatever it is, and you yeah. know, stay in or even if it's two eighty, two ninety and, you know, it's comfortable, I know what I'm doing there, and of course, you know, we're gonna be in it for a World Series every single year. Every single year they're gonna be a favorite, if not at worst second. I mean, yeah. for the foreseeable future there it looked like they're gonna be a favorite every year. The the favorite. So, um you know yeah, or they're young outside of Kershaw and Scherzer, they're young. They really are, and they got guys like Lux, and and you know on the on the other side, you know if he goes to the Yankees, you know maybe you know he's finally filling Jeter's shoes in a sense where he can be that type of player, and then some. He can he's a little more dynamic a player than Jeter, where he has got a little more a little more power, a little more potential, uh, a little you know obviously he doesn't have the career consistency of him, or or you know isn't as healthy as as Jeter was, but he can really take you know take that that position. That's really kind of been um, a revolving door in many ways. You know, they they had DD who was really good. I think a lot of Yankee fans wish they would have kept him. I, I wish they would have kept him and, you know, Glaber. And so, you know, they, Glaber's better at second, obviously. Yeah. So 
I think. Who else did they have at short before? Didi. Yeah. Someone else? And they might have had like a quick stop gap before Didi, but I think. Yeah, I thought they had. A, I thought they had a, a stop gap after Didi before. Like last year, who's your short? Oh no, stop? it went. It went straight to Glaber. Oh okay. Yeah, that was a mistake. Clearly. Yeah. Which uh, it, still, there's so, never going to make sense to me because Glaber was a shortstop, was a really good shortstop his whole minor league career going up to that, and then he spends one year at second, but it doesn't and then work. he comes and back it, to his natural position and, and isn't good. And it's clear it's clear as day. It, it doesn't make sense, but also it was, was even more infuriating is the Yankees didn't see it. They didn't understand. They, they kept trying to make it work longer than they yeah. should have. But um, but what I was going to say, too, he could be the reason the Yankees get over the hump. Like, And you're going to fill Jeter's shoes, and you're going to be like, hey, like I'm the reason or one of the big reasons – the you know they have this is a team that hasn't made to the World Series in what 11, 12 years yeah, 11 like years, yeah. that's embarrassing for the uh, that's embarrassing twelve yep. years right two thousand nine to two thousand that's embarrassing for the Yankee standards I, I the Yankees have a different standard like look it's not embarrassing for any team they have the fact they haven't made it to a World Series is embarrassing I'm sure for you and for any Yankee fans that's not that's not what they do that's not what they do a lot of Yankee fans like yourself I'm sure are sick of not spending money and. You know, you got to go out, either get Story or get Seager, get your guy. And if you get Seager and you trade for Olsen, yeah, they're the favorites in, 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 in the uh, American League, 100%. You can, I don't want to say you could pencil in, but they're the favorites. And Seager could be like, look, I look, it's not a coincidence. You get me, I fill the void at short, I have a huge postseason whenever, I have a great year. We win it. That could be huge for his legacy, winning in la with the dodgers and winning with the yankees now you're talking about if he has a great you know second half of his career you, you're talking he could be one of the all-time greats in many senses if he can yeah. stay healthy mm-hmm. um and who knows how many home runs he can hit in yankee stadium i wouldn't put 35 i wouldn't put 30 35 past him if he stays healthy yeah, who not? knows i mean what he especially hit, with I mean, that protection hit, like, 27 in, the in la is his career high i think 26 27 something like that i think so but he's got the pop to do it he's got he's got the pop to do it especially yeah, in that that's the, the lefty I, I would the, honestly is the be big ex- attraction to Seeger over yeah, story i would be excited to see him i'd really be excited to see. he looks he looks you look at him he looks good in pinstripes you could just yeah. i can see it i can see it i can see it certain guys I, like joey galloway couldn't see it and with the beard like he looks like a different person odor couldn't see it uh johnny damon couldn't see it like like they got the fit like like even correa i can't see it he doesn't look he doesn't he doesn't act he doesn't look like a yankee no. to me um uh, but but Corey Seager he looks the part. Um, his high was yeah. I think both Seager and Story do. Seager, yeah, Story too. Um, but you know I think it would be awesome for baseball in New York. Uh, I think hopefully it would light a fire under the Mets ass too. But you know from a baseball perspective I'd love to see it. As someone that doesn't like the Yankees I would not love to see it. But I think it would be extremely smart for them to sign either Seager or Story. It almost yeah. necessary. I mean, I agree. Yeah. As a Yankee fan, I mean, it, you know, obviously it creates potential problems down the road. Um, I mean, if you if you do that, I, you can pretty much, unless you want to have him as a bench guy, you can pretty much guarantee that Gio Urshela is going to get shipped out of town. But by the same token, like, Gio Urshela is a fantastic bench piece to have, but he's a he could start at third base for half the teams in the league at minimum. So why are you going to, when you could turn that into a starting third, you can give a team a th- starting third baseman, why would you not do that, you mm-hmm. know, and get something in return for him, you know, get another great bullpen arm or, a, you know, a three or four starter, whatever it is. 
you know, or really great, another great outfit, you know, whatever, use it, use it, use him to get someone to take on Aaron Hicks's contract, you know, and bring back a decent yeah. reliever, you know, something you can get creative with it. You know, Cashman's never had any, any lack of creativity, um, in the, in the trade market. So, you know, I, but you have to, you're not getting rid of DJ just on a six year deal and he's arguably your best hitter. Yeah. Uh, and then, you're not giving up on Glaber yet. If you're going to give up on someone between Glaber and Geo, you're definitely giving up on Geo. Yeah, and I mean, so. I think I think I think Geo's a nice player, um, but I think you know he we you really caught lightning in a bottle offensively with Geo. I think he definitely figured some things out, and he's way better hitter than he was in Cleveland, where he was barely 220 hitter or whatever it was. But you know, he's not he's not he's he doesn't have, he's got some pop. He's not going to be the the power or whatever it was 27 home runs or whatever. Well, how many home runs did he hit that year? What was it like 27 or something? Yeah, something like 25, You know, he's, he's not going to hit that probably like that. ever again. He's not going to hit for, I think it was 312 or 314 ever again. Um, he's not going to do that. He's a really solid player. He's a good guy off the bench. He's a good guy to bring in late. Even as a starter, he's more than fine. He's a, he's a good player. But, you know, to miss out on players because, you know, potentially you think Gio's a fixture at third base for the foreseeable future, you know, I think that would be, you know, foolish for no. them. Yeah, that'd be foolish no. for them. Because, you know, there was, you know, a, but if this is one or two years ago, then, yeah, I kind of, you know, there's more of a case for that. But now we've, as we see more at-bats from him, you know, he's a decent hitter that fields very well at third. Um, and he, he is, is what he is. He he's going to hit 275. He's going to give you 15 to 20 home runs. Yeah. Like, and, and he's he, going to play great defensive third base. But he is replaceable. And especially if Absolutely. that, especially if that means a star. So, yeah. you know. That's yeah. where I think the Yankees have kind of fallen in love with a little bit, like, you know, when they bought, you know, the the buying, the championships, whatever you want to call it, whatever, you know, it is what it is. You can hate it or love it, but the results spoke for themselves. They won. They won consistently in every decade nearly. Well, um, they, I think they're in the same position as they were going into 09 is, like, they have a really good, like, solid base of, like, homegrown guys, but... They need to make those big splashes in free agency to get them over the hump. They need to, yeah. And that's what they failed to do in the last three or four years. Obviously, you know, Garrett Cole is one thing, but they've really, like, tried to get cute with it. And that's why I think Yankee fans are kind of been upset about it because we 2017, we weren't supposed to be that good. We were supposed to – that was supposed to be, like, kind of the year before the year. Yeah. And 2017, we make it to the, you know, one game short of the World Series – and then they just kind of tried to ride that wave thinking they could, you know, beat the house kind of in a sense, you know, for in a metaphor, you know, term. But and they just didn't they, they got cocky. They thought Brian Cashman thought he kind of hit the jackpot and could and sneak in with a championship without blowing the budget or without, you know, yeah. prove that he could do it without Not, spending yeah. 250 million. They didn't want to sell but the like, farm, why? sell the farm for pro, for bigger players and stars and, you know. Um, yeah, which and it, I mean, does, I give it credit did, to him. In the process, he created a really talented farm system. Yeah, and it did make so, sense, though. It, it did make sense, though, because now think about like it's hard to get. You know, obviously, as years go, the the opinions have changed on. But think about your perception of these players now and 2017. Gary Sanchez. Oh, you're you're thinking you're he's going to be the best catcher in baseball be, for the next decade. You're thinking he could be one of the all-time greats at the catcher position and one of yeah. the best. You know, I, I, other than probably Thurman Munson for the Yankees, and, and like you said, um, I mean, after after Glaber's first year in 2018, yeah. first full time year, we were talking about him. I remember on this podcast we were talking about him as like he could, he has top five player in baseball yeah. potential. Another guy, exactly, Glaber Torres. What what's our perception of him now? 
now you hope he's a really good player. Yeah, now you, you know? now you hope he's a really good player, and you hope that the, you know, going to second. Um, exactly. Yeah. And before it was, he's going to be a top five player in baseball yeah. for a decade. How about Aaron Judge? I think Aaron Judge's perception. I think he kind of is what he is. I think, I think last year kind of brought his perceptions back in a positive way. Yeah. No. It definitely. But probably not as high as 2017 coming off that insane year, which no, was unrealistic. No, but I don't think anyone thought he was going to be a 50-bomb guy every year. I think it's safe to assume you can in a, in a healthy year, I think it's safe to pencil him in for 35 to 45. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Um, um, you know, assuming he plays at least 100 and what do we consider a healthy year, 135, 140 games? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can have you can have a you can have one you know, DL. Yeah, you, you hit and, the ten day DL once, and then yeah. you and then you you know you have a couple rest days, and you know next thing you know you're you're at you you missed fifteen twenty games. You oh, know here, and that's not a big yeah. Here, another big one, deal. Starlin Castro. He was really good that year. He was twenty seventeen. He was really good. But he I was mean, really good. He was he was he was the headlining piece in a trade for John Carlos Stanton, who yeah. has absolutely been better than Starlin Castro. Yeah, he was. Wow, but you guys Castro, had Chris I think Carter. Caught you had the, Chris Carter starting at first base that year. Oh my god! Yeah, and Chase Headley at third. Holy shit, they were terrible. They were. Yeah, Chase Headley was at third. I remember that. And Didi at short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Glaber wasn't even on the team in 2017. Yeah. He was in the minors. Um, but yeah, he wasn't at all. I, I, no, he he got injured. I think I can't remember what he did. He like broke his wrist on his non-throwing hand or something. He he got like surgery and missed almost the entire year in the minors in 2017, or a good portion of it. Damn. But I I, I don't think it was ever a plan for him to be up in 2017. Like despite the injury, I think 2018 was always the target. And and Duhar was nasty in that year. 2018. So yeah yeah yeah. As another guy that you know, kind of some bad luck, some injuries, you know. Sure, he probably could be a good player still, but you know, it's uh, it's tough for him with Geo there and you know potential new additions at on the baseball field. On the see on the to me, field. I'd rather have I'd rather have uh, because one because I think we can actually get some real value out of Geo in a trade, but I would rather have uh, Andujar on the bench as a utility because he can play outfield in a pinch and he can play third, so. I'd rather have that as a utility guy with a, a great bat than someone like Urshela, especially when you also are going to have Wade on the bench too, who can play every infield position besides first and outfield. Yeah, and I think and the corner outfield. And I think Wade proved that he's a legitimate player now. Yeah, I you mean know? Wade. Wade definitely. I was the biggest. Tyler Wade hater, and I'm I'm in no way now the biggest Tyler Wade supporter. But As was I. He, he was has, he was a two twenty hitter who sucked and who couldn't get on base. And yeah, you know. he 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 has shut me up for a little bit. You know, he's got got me to back off a little bit. I wouldn't say he shut me up, um, but he certainly did his job last year for the first time in his career. Yeah, That's what I mean, I'll say. I I mean, you know, even if he's not going to hit two ninety, whatever he hit like two eighty this year. He bats two fifty to two sixty to whatever two fifty two sixty. He gets on base. You know he plays a good. You know he plays multiple positions, which is great. You know for your utility um, infielder, and he steals bases. You know, the Yankees were best when he was. You know when those stars got hurt. What kept them alive was guys like Greg Allen, guys like 
Uh, I know that was short-lived, but, um, you know, uh, Wade and, you know, them stealing bases and taking pitches and really playing a different brand of baseball that was a lot more enjoyable. I remember it was like, oh, the Yankees are, you know, f- you know, a little bit floundering right now. It was, you know, you got all these injuries. What is the future of them going to be like? Are they going to miss the playoffs completely and not even come close? And that's when they started getting hot and going on a big, big run is once they started playing small ball. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean... You know, I, I prefer that. I'm a big small ball guy, especially if you, especially when you can hit home runs. You're not always yeah. going to be able I mean, to hit like, home runs. You if you can to... surround two of the best home run hitters in baseball in Stanton and Judge with guys that are great at small ball, that's that's kind of the mix you want in your lineup. You know? Yeah, it's it's just I've always disagreed with with their whatever their. Uh, what is the word for it? The philosophy. Philosophy. That's the word. Their philosophy on baseball. The boot. The you know. It's all, you know, it's the it's the long ball. It's you know, and, and you know the pitching gets better in the in the postseason. And they did hit home, some home runs this postseason, but you know uh, the pitching really kind of wins out for the most part. And you know you're gonna have guys that have bad series. You know your series are only four to seven games. You know you're gonna have guys that have bad series. Aaron Judge was great. Who's to say you know. If he had, if he played worse, you know, they would, you know, it wouldn't even been as close as it was this year. So, um, yeah, and you know, play, yeah, players get cold. Stanton gets cold. Stanton was great, and another guy that was great, you know. But yeah, I mean, Stanton and Stanton was like the best hitter in baseball yeah. the last month of the season. And you're, and you're not, you're probably not going to have a healthy Stanton where he's that hot during the postseason every year. No, you're probably not going to have. Can't you're going to have some. Year, yeah, you can't count. You're going to have some years he might be here. You're going to have some years where, you know, he just struggles for for. Five, ten games, even a month, you know, doesn't mean he sucks, you know. He's it's the ebbs and flow of of baseball. Um, so, you know, in, in that res- respect, they the Yankees lucked out in regards to their power hitters being hot at the right time. But, you know, sprinkling a little more speed, I think it's a good thing for them. It would be a good thing for them. So, yeah, absolutely. That's where someone like Stalin Marte, I think, you know, if I was gets- just gonna say, do you do they make a move at center field? Look, if you can get Stalin Marte on a, a four, somewhat, I mean, his market's big. That's the issue. But if you can, if you can get him somewhat reasonable by the Yankee standards for, I think they'd love to sign him to a two or three year deal while they wait for Dominguez to develop. And I think that, and I think Stalin Marte is probably going to get a four or five year deal, and that could be the difference. Cause, maybe, and maybe cause, they have to pay a little more. You know, maybe they have to give him twenty five yeah. million a year, not and I twenty. Would. Like listen to this year from Starlin Marte last year. A WAR of 4.7, a 3.10 batting average, only 12 home runs, which is a little unlike him. But he played in only 120 games as well. Um, 145 hits is a lot for that. And he also played the second half in Oakland, which is a terrible hitter's park. Yeah, he did. Um, 55 RBIs, um, 89 runs, which is very good. He batted 3.10 on base, 3.83. Um, and steals, he stole 47 bases. 47. Yeah, that was the major league lead. Uh, it wasn't actually. I don't know who beat him, but it's not really? highlighted. It's not highlighted. It's not. An, it's not. Oh, in maybe it was the. Uh, maybe he had the American League lead from when he entered the league. American League. Um, I saw he led the league in some. He's form 33, of and he. It's not like he's. You know, it's not like he's slowing down. So I mean, if you can get him, that and that's look, you're getting a contact hitter, and you're and you're getting that speed. Like that's what you, they need a contact hitter that's good defense and he's good defensively and you know that's that's what i would want if i if i could do two things or three things i would sign a i would i would either sign one of the two shortstops correa uh excuse me seager or story i would make a play for olsen 
and I would make a play for uh, Martin Center. At least two of those three, and then add another starting pitcher, quality starting pitcher. All four of those is probably unrealistic, but if you can do at least three of those... Um, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be unrealistic. It would be tough. It, I agree that, that it is. That would be tough. That would be. A, it that'd be, be. I know money shouldn't be an issue, but that would be a lot of money. You, you, we're looking at. You're looking at about a billion dollars there. You're looking at between if you're looking at three hundred if you get Seager and you know Olson's going to be if you signed him to an extension at least, at least one fifty to two hundred, and then you know. Maybe not a billion, but like at least seven, eight, and then you know if you're going to get Marte, you're going to get Marte. You're going to have to pay a lot. Um, so, I don't know. And then, and then, it depends on the starting pitcher, to be honest, but, you know, yeah. I mean, the Yankees need, like, a number two, really, so, that's the thing. They need, like, well, a number two. that's why I think you gotta, I, I think that's why you call the Reds about, about Castillo, especially with all these guys, the Yankees gotta trade bef- to avoid losing in the Rule 5 draft. Yeah. You know, with, with Verlander off the market, you have to assume that the Dodgers are the major front runner to bring Max Scherzer back. Yes, I would. I would say so for sure. Um, and outside that, Castillo's the next best pitcher available, and he's he's all he's young. I think what is he twenty seven, twenty eight? Yeah. Um, and he's got fire stuff. You know, why not? I'm if I'm if I've got a top three of Garrett Cole, Luis Castillo, and and Severino going into next year, and Tyone and Montgomery are my five. I'm feeling pretty damn good about that rotation. Especially if I've got uh, Luis Gill and and uh, who's the other? I mean, I guess German if he's still here, but I doubt he'll be here. Um, mm-hmm. But still, that's that's five really good starters and one or two waiting in the wings. Uh, you're in a really good spot. So that that's the move I make if I'm the Yankees because they have the pieces to deal. Mm-hmm. They need to deal them. It's not they just having to. them; they have to deal them. And these guys are available. He's the best pitcher available on the market, unless there's someone that we don't know is available behind closed doors, which is very likely. But what, according to what we know in reports, we know that Castillo is available. And we know that Olsen is available. We know everyone on the fucking A's is available. If the, Yan- so, if the Yankees don't trade, it's tomorrow, right, the deadline? I believe so. If the Yankees um, don't, do, don't get this in, it's a huge failure. Friday, it just says Friday, November 19th. Um, doesn't give an exact time. All right, well, it's tomorrow. What uh, what did you think about the uh, awards? The awards for um, uh, play uh, manager of the year and Cy Young and obviously Gabe Kapler was like a. I mean, he might as well have been a unanimous. Gabe Kapler was pretty unanimous, yes. I uh Um Kevin Cash is second year in a row, Kevin Cash has won. Um but third in the division and they ran away with the division. Um division. You know? Still. Yeah. They won the division handily. You know who I would have liked to see? I would have liked Scott Service in, in, in uh Seattle to win it. That would have been that. See, the that's what I'm saying. The the National League I, was a no think, brainer, but there yeah. are other arguments in the American League. So and I, and I Kevin what Kevin Cash did was fantastic, but they also have a fantastic organization top down from the front office down. Yes. So I would say this: if the Mariners made the playoffs, I know they missed it by probably two games. They missed it by two games. If the Mariners made the playoffs, 
even though it's only two games. I think it would have been absolute robbery if, if he did not get it. Yeah, that's to, fair. That's totally to, fair. I, I think, and, and it's only two games with the, their, their their streak of not making the playoffs and not winning a playoff series. And with that lack of talent on that roster they're making, oh, man, I would have to give it to him. But I have no qualms with, um, you know. With Cash getting um, it. With Cash and, you Just know. getting it. You don't. I know you don't. You're not. You're not a big fan of him, obviously. But he's a great. He's a great manager. No, not for other. But I get it from a from a just a baseball. Wait, he's a great manager. You know, so I totally understand. No. Yeah. No, not for other. But I get it. And then in the a, National League, a, just a baseball. In the National League, you know, I'm trying to think. Could totally there be understand. anyone else? Here he's not um, even in the running. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's really next no year. one else that comes to mind in the Here's National not League. Even in- no, that's it. Um, who, who, yeah. uh, what are about like tier, tier guys? I mean, is there anyone else that you think would be a good trade target outside of obviously Olsen or Castillo? Like, do you think uh, Matt Chapman's name hasn't been talked about? He's, you're, I mean, he's unarguably a top three third baseman in the majors. You could argue he's the best third baseman in the majors. Yeah. I mean, if you get, if you, well, is his hitting, he really hasn't hit for average like he should, I, you know he's got all the potential in the world. He's a phenomenal defender. I think, I think a, a, a somewhat buy low ish on him. If they get rid of Olsen, you gotta imagine they're gonna get rid of Chapman too and fully blow this thing up. So I think he'd be a very good trade target. Um, yeah, I mean those you know, you're gonna get if, a return and a half for those guys. Yeah, if you wanna if you wanna you know if you wanna pay a lot, Brian Reynolds in in um, Pittsburgh is fantastic. He's probably the best player like the average fan doesn't know about switch hitter with pop bats for average he's amazing um kettle Marte in uh in arizona uh diamondbacks are absolutely terrible 52 wins i'm sure he wants out um you know might as they might as well get rid of him and get some young prospects blackman on the rockies he wasn't what he was that's another guy especially if they lose story which it seems very likely yeah seems very likely um, you know, Contreras on the Cubs is another one. Uh, they blew up the whole thing, and they didn't trade Contreras. If I was Contreras, I'd probably be pissed. Yeah. I wonder if he, um, maybe he had, maybe they so, give him some type of control and, and, or some type of input over where he wants to go in the offseason. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about like Juan Soto in in in, in Washington? Like, um, I think they're gonna give him the fucking Mike Trout deal. Yeah, I guess, but like, I mean, does he want to stay in Washington? I, I mean. You know, I mean, they're they're like they're gonna be bad. They're gonna be really bad for a while. I mean, especially with like they're clearly the fourth best team at best in that division for the future. The Mets, the Phillies, the Braves all have a brighter future. Um, their Nationals, they don't even have much of a young. They have some young players now that they called up, but you know they sold the farm. So that's, I mean, it's 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 almost impossible to trade a player like of that caliber when he's got so much time left, but. I mean, if I was Juan Soto, I'd want one out, especially in that division where, you know, you're going to be facing. And does he want to be Mike Trout? Does he want to have that contract? Yes, but you know, not win for the next. I mean, he's looking like a Mike Trout setup career-wise. Yeah. So I mean, listen, there's. I think there's more than one team that will give him four hundred million dollars. Oh yeah. Uh, but who that team is, I don't know, and I don't know if he's going to let it. The Nationals surely aren't going to let it get to that. In terms of like, they will offer him that contract way before any other team has the chance to. Yes, for sure. So I mean, obviously, I mean, that's talk about a guy that could be the best player in baseball for a decade, right there. Yeah. You know, 
Easily. So yeah. he's already top ten. So Definitely. You, you gotta you gotta do whatever you can to lock him up from a team perspective. Mm-hmm. You know. But I I don't know. I mean I think I, I don't think. I mean, what type of package do you get? For it Juan would even Soto? be unrealistic. Get... It would be that'd be the thing. It'd be unrealistic. It would be it would be a cur- exactly. It would no be a current. Deal... You would have to give up a current star and top multiple top fifteen prospects of baseball. Multiple. Yeah, like like four or five top fifteen prospects. Yeah, and, and and a current star and maybe like a you know middle back of the rotation guy, like a, yeah. a you know a good role player type situation. Yeah, so. But two, so it's, but and then you have to pay him. Yeah, and then you have to yeah. pay him. You know, so it's like, it's a double-edged sword as opposed to just saying yes, I would give Juan Soto four hundred million plus. Definitely, twelve years. Another one that I like is, is uh, you know, possibly you got John Means and Trey Mancini in Baltimore. Baltimore won fifty-two games. I like their manager, but they're. Means, yeah, Means is another guy the Yankees could target. It's not like the means Yankees would be a really and good Orioles target. Yeah, Means would be a really haven't good. done business before. I would be that would be really nice to see them get him. He'd be a good fit and possibly a two or three for them. And then I think Jose Ramirez with the Indians. I mean, uh, if you're the Indians, you know, you know you're kind the Guardians of, now. The, oh, sorry, it's the officially Gu- the Guardians as of today or tomorrow. All the sports sites have them changed as the Guardians, and I know they were supposed to. I think yesterday it says or the day Cleveland before Indians on the Google. Merch. It says. Cleveland Indians on the Google. No, it does not until Friday, so I will call them the Cleveland Indians. Not until Friday. Ah, okay. So the Cleveland Indians should get rid of Jose Ramirez. Um, they just they got rid of so many so much of their talent. Uh, Santana. They got rid of Lindor. Um, just blow it up. Just blow it up. Cleveland sucks. You're not getting any free agents. You're not you're not retooling. Um, just do a full on rebuild and just say screw it and, and trade well, that's the thing yeah like teams like that that's the only way they can rebuild is they just have to get all the prospects they yeah. can and turn them and develop them you know like what not... the a's did like what the a's did like with olsen and chapman and then and then they don't win and then they don't win enough in the playoffs and then they they have to redo it all over again yeah so yeah i mean that's the life of small at least you have that kind of way to do it in baseball because you have so much control over guys for like you control guys for like the first seven or eight years of their career, you know, where they really can't go anywhere. And with that, you can you have a window to do it with so many guys, mm-hmm. you know. And you can always sign like no no big free agents are going to go to Cleveland, but those beer tier B guys are going to come if you give them money and they are coming to a good situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they they're able to sign those type of guys. But yeah, outside that, they don't they don't have much choice. They have to just get as many prospects as possible for when they, you know, in our lifetime they've done it 3 times. They've done they they had the rotation of they had the late 90s Indians with Manny Ramirez, Jim Tomey, Kenny Lofton, all those guys and then they had to get cycled out and then the next men up came in the, you know, the mid 2010s. And then now we're here we are again, you know. They're they're having a rebuild again. Yeah. Um, what do I, I guess, uh, tier B free agents? Like, who who do we think else is going to, who could be a sneaky team to make some big splashes? I know we talked about Detroit. I mean, I'd like Seattle. Um, I would like Seattle to build upon what they did. They should have some money. I mean, they're not going to pay Kyle Seeger, but I think that's more of an age thing than a performance thing, you know? Yeah. I think they just want to get younger. I know, I know Texas has got, I think Texas only has $28 million committed. On the books, yeah. So they're gonna, and they, it's not like they're a poor franchise, you know. They're they can spend money if they need to. Yeah, they're another, and I think they're ready to do it. 
I would look out for them as a – I always thought they were a sneaky team for Correa just because he would be able to stay and he wouldn't have to move that far mm-hmm. and would maintain the uh, no state income tax yeah. in Texas. Um, but who knows if they're willing to give that much. And, I, you know, mm-hmm. Texas might be uh, someone that, like, maybe they go after a Marcus Simeon, you know, that, like, yeah. top of that next tier. Yeah, you got you got, you got got a lot of guys. Like, you guys got you got guys like Robbie Ray. You got Kevin Gaussman. Yeah. You got Marcus Stroman. You know, the pitching market's going to be really strong, I think. Um, you know, all those guys, you know, Javi Baez, again, you know, I'm really hoping the Mets go all out on um, – Stroman and get bias for you know like five years one twenty or something. Castellanos is a free agent, um, and then yeah, he's another guy. He's batting champ, right? Or close to it? Close to it, I believe. Yeah, um, so definitely a career year. Yeah, well, amazing year. So you got guys like That's Conforto, it. which I'm glad the Mets are gonna let walk. Who I like as a person, but I think he's probably Mark Canna's another good player. Um, he's been a really solid player for a while. Um, with the A's, so there's a lot of guys, um, but I don't know if these the be- pitchers are about to get paid. Like Strowman's about to get money. Like if Erod got what he got, I'm so Stroman's I'm, I'm sold on Strowman being the two. Like Syndergaard got away. Like I'm willing to take the gamble on Strowman. Strowman pitches with a lot of heart. He loves New York. Um, I love his attitude. Like give him whatever five years. A hundred million, whatever you know, something like that. Maybe it's even more. I don't know. Five years, hundred and twenty. We got the money to spend. Yeah. We got the money to spend. Don't be afraid to spend it on Stroman. Stroman had like a three point oh three ERA. Um, you know, I, I think, and I think next year you're really gonna see a lot more pitch it. Like you're gonna see Stroman go a little longer in games. Um, you know, I know people criticize the Mets manager. Uh, and sh- for not having him go as long in games and kind of cost us a few, a couple games, uh, and I kind of agreed in certain situations. But you know, Stroman kind of blasted back when he was like, "Well, maybe he's looking out for me." Like I pitched one, I think it was one inning or one, I think it was one inning or one game the year before, and you know, like you know, Stroman brought that up, and it was a pretty good point. Like you know, this guy that was injured and lo- missed the whole year, he didn't pitch the entire year, so like. Uh, you know you gotta you gotta take that into consideration. So, um, you know I'm 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 expecting a you know less of an inning in pitch uh you know pitch cap for him next year where he can go deeper six seven innings into ball games consistently because that was his biggest weakness probably was going only five six innings but he was fantastic. I think he could definitely be a really good two for us. So, all right, well you know. And MLB's hot, uh, hot stove will, and offseason will surely continue. I'm sure we'll see a lot of signings before and trades before uh, the December 1st deadline. But let's, uh, let's close out this episode with our picks for NFL Week 11, it is now, I believe. Yes, it NFL is. Week 11. Um, all right, what, what do you got, Sully? We didn't get picks from Tommy Bunz yet this week, did we? We did not. Oh, um, classic. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, for this week, I like I like uh, the Steelers plus six against the Chargers. The Chargers are terrible as a dog. The Steelers are pretty bad as a favorite. They never cover, um, and, and they're very good as a dog. The Steelers are. Uh, I don't have the exact on me, but it's it's extremely it's it's almost night it's a night and day difference when they're when they're a dog. Um, so I definitely like the, between the two. I like the Steelers plus six for sure. Um, for my second pick, I'm gonna go with the uh, Panthers 
minus three and a half um, with Cam probably starting. Um, you know, Washington plays the Bucks very, very well. Tyler, he- Tyler Heineke becomes the best player, best version of himself against the Bucks. Whatever reason, uh, we know Washington's a bad team. We 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 do. We Tyler Heineke's been okay, um, but you know, I, I think really think the Panthers are riding momentum, and I think this is a game they're definitely going to win uh, with Cam and CMC back, and you know, Robbie Anderson looks reinvigorated with 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 Cam, and even PJ Walker looked serviceable if he has to play. So. I wouldn't read too much into Washington's win last week. I would definitely go with, with the Panthers there. Um, my third pick, I'm going to go with the. I'm going to go with the. I'm going to go with the Lions plus eleven and a half. Um, the Browns. It's not certain Baker Mayfield's going to play. The Browns are. Um, not a very good team right now. They're average at best, I would say. The Lions just come along off a tie. They're still hungry for a win. Uh, I, I do think it's a game that Lions could potentially win. Um, obviously, they're going to have a they're going to have a tough time stopping Dearness and Dearness Johnson. And if Chubb's going to come back, that'll be that'll be the biggest uh, possible issue. Yeah, because Chubb's officially out, or he's just questionable right now. He's just he needs two positive. He needs two negative tests back to back to come back from COVID. Um, and I don't think he even had one today. So um, let me just check that real quick. Uh, Chubb trending in right direction. Um, okay. But, but uh, you know, 11 and a half is a lot. Uh, I'll take the Lions. I'll take that dog there at 11 and a half. Uh, the run game is definitely going to be a problem for them stopping. They're so bad against the run. The Browns do run it well. But. Uh, I think 11 and a half is too much for that number. So I'll, I'll take them there. Uh, and then the over under, I'm going to take the over in the Packers Vikings theme at 47 and a half. The Vikings are much better at home. I'll take, think Kirk Cousins is going to play really well. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a big rebound week. Um, I'm not completely sold on them winning this game, Green Bay, uh, because of, Minnesota being at home, I think it's definitely a toss-up type game. Uh, it's not a game. I mean, there's no real pressure on on the Packers at all, but I do think Rodgers is going to play much better, and I definitely like uh, over 47 and a half. I think it'll be a much higher scoring game. Uh, I think defense and and the Packers defense has been really good. Don't get me wrong, but um, Vikings are definitely a better team by far at home. Uh, I think I think Dalvin Cook will have a good game, and Kirk's been really great this year. So those are my picks. Yeah, I, I really like the Packers Vikings over. I can't a game close to doing that. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm going. I hate doing it, but I'm going all favorites this week. I'm taking in a potential trap game. Uh, I'm taking the Niners minus six over Jacksonville. I just think the Niners defense has finally figured it out. Um, mm-hmm. I just really like the way that and Jimmy G looked great last week. I'm not, but I'm not making this pick based on Jimmy G. I'm making this pick on the Niners holding the Jaguars under 10 points. Uh, I I think their defense is going to, that defensive line is going to tear up Jacksonville. Um, So I I think the Niners could cover the spread scoring 14 points, 17 points, something like that. Um, Second is uh, the Bucks minus 10. They are down bad after two straight losses. Nothing better to remedy that than a matchup with the New York football giants, especially at home. Uh, so get, I know it's a big number. I know 
you know, you'd probably love to get it at nine and a half, but the Bucks could win this game by three touchdowns. Uh, that's just it easily the way it is, you know. Um, and it's a Monday night game. Tom Brady prime time at home, coming off two losses. Yeah, give me that against the Giants. Give me that. I'm, I'm taking that minus ten all day. And then last, I agree with you. Uh, Panthers minus three. I think they're really rolling. Uh, I think it's a total momentum win for them. The Redskins got to be one of the most disappointing teams this year. Already disappointing on defense, and now they lose arguably their best defensive player in Chase Young for the year. They won't be able to get to the quarterback, and they clearly can't score the ball too well. I mean, I know they're coming off a big win against the Bucks, but I, I'm not willing to. I'm not willing to say they're going to hit lightning in a bottle twice. Not that the Panthers are the Bucks, but. You get what I mean. I'm totally aligned with you on that one. Yeah. Um, and then the last, I'm going to go uh, another lower total. Hit the Bears over last week, um, and I'm going to take them again. Ravens-Bears over 44. I think okay. the Bears' offense has looked much improved. Uh, the Ravens' defense hasn't been a gem this year. It's been pretty good, but not a gem, you know. Um, and Lamar's Lamar. Uh, Bears' defense certainly isn't a gem either. So at a num- low number like that, 44, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. So Niners minus 6, Bucks minus 10, Panthers minus 3, Ravens, Bears over 44. And that is our picks for the week. Nice, like it. Um, but that is going to do it. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bleacher Banter. Uh, take, listen, go take a, a listen to the rest of the episodes. Subscribe. Uh, and find us on socials at Bleacher Fan or Bleacher Fan Sports everywhere. And we will be back next week.